What's up? This is Trey from All Sports Best. I just wanted to thank you for coming on to check out our podcast and interview with Overtime Tom. Super cool dude. Had a great time chatting with him. And if you haven't yet, if you're one of the very few that have not followed Overtime, you got to go and check him out at Overtime on Instagram. And guys, they have 1.3 million followers, and that's for a reason. So you got to go and check them out. And of course, while you're there, you might as well go to at All Sports Best and follow us as well. We would love that. Guys, without further ado, here's our interview with Overtime Tom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest, Overtime Tom, the head of social media for Overtime, and he's doing a great job. Tom, how are you doing, man? Hey, Trey. Everything's good. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm glad to have you on. I'm excited to pick your brain on some of the things that you've been able to do. Uh, are you ready yeah, for this? Man. Yeah, let's get started. What do you do for the Overtime brand? I know you're head of social media. You do a lot with captions and things like that, but what what is your total job? Yeah, so the job is, is pretty awesome because when I started there, it was a couple, a couple of years ago. We kind of didn't have a ton of people, so we kind of got – I got thrown into doing everything kind of from oh. – even editing some videos to like capturing stuff to like working with our tech team on stuff and sales stuff. Um, but my main role here is like pick picking and posting all the content that we share on all of our social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. Um, I'm kind of digesting all the different content that we take in and as well as what we curate, you know, finding stuff on the internet. Uh, and we also film a lot of our own stuff. So we own a lot of stuff. So Mm. figuring out where that should go, which platform, what's the caption, what's our voice and kind of the story behind everything that we put out there. Okay. And I mean, with that being said, man, I mean, you have been able to meet some incredible people, um, whether they're just really popular, um, athletic or just really good behind the scenes, like people like yourself that do what you do. Um, I've noticed you've talked with LaMelo Ball, you know him personally, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know all of these guys personally. Cole Anthony, Mac McClung, Zion Williamson. What is your connection to these stud athletes? Yeah, so it's fun for me because the way I kind of got into like high school sports and covering them was that I was coaching high school sports, like oh. high school and AU. And none of my kids, my kids were great. And I was coaching, you know, like Division three type athletes. And then getting into overtime, I got to meet like these superstar athletes and kind of see like really what all the hype was about. And you know, we talk to a lot of the kids and we shoot with a lot of them. We film a lot of stuff with them. We film all their games. We're constantly communicating with them, especially at the high school level, to find out when they're playing next and kind of what they're looking for. And, like, we're really open with them. I mean, basically everyone at overtime is pretty young, so we can, yeah. like, talk their language and communicate with them and figure out, like, what do you guys want to see? Because at the end of the day, like, if the athletes like it, like, I'm pretty sure the fans and kids their own age are going to like it. So yeah, basically between, like, like, and the, the common thing is all these kids are incredibly nice. Like, LaMelo Ball holds the door open for you, says please and thank you. Zion Williamson, like, will take a million pictures with you. Um, so just see how nice they are and humble they are at, like, at such a young age. I, I think it's cool to see them before they make that next jump, kind of. So these guys that you're talking about, I mean, they're they're professional beyond their years already. And, and you don't really see that on camera, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they understand that they have a brand and they have to, like, represent themselves. But, like, when mm. you get them off camera, they're just, like, they're just kids. Like, they're hilarious. It's funny. That's pretty awesome. And, and I mean, I just like the fact that you're able to connect with people like this and kind of know what they like and, and the people around them, high school students, college athletes, all these people. And you're able to bring together some incredible captions that, I mean, I know that it comes down to, like, 
some jokes or things that are going on right now, trying to stay relatable. But how do you come up with so many captions? You guys post <laughs> a lot of stuff and, and you continue to bring yeah. the heat. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I would tell you that like the biggest secret of it is like, we just trust our gut. Like a lot of times, like the first thing I think of when I look at something like that ends up being the caption uh. or like, if there's some crazy dunk or something, like I might like turn to the person next to me who like might be one of my friends or someone that works overtime and I'll be like, wow, look at this. And they'll, their immediate reaction will be like, oh my God. Or they'll like freak out about it or like say something that just ends up being the caption. Wow. Um, like I think people's reactions and stuff are kind of underrated. But then like with some of the other stuff, like the more witty, funny stuff, mm -hmm. um, we're just thinking about it constantly. And when you're looking at the internet, basically 24 seven, like you just get a lot of ideas. Um, we get like a lot of ideas from fans even like, some of their comments are really funny and like even just like one word that they use could turn it into something that I use later on like a longer caption. Mm. So I'm always thinking about it. Um, a lot of it's like just naturally what we're thinking about how we already talk to each other, like me and the boys who, and like the girls that work at overtime. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun at this point. There's so like, I've written so many that like, it's, it's kind of like second nature. So you don't even have like a favorite anymore. No, I mean, I go through words that I think are like my favorites that like <laughs> after using two or three times, I'm done with them. Like I really try not to like reuse stuff, mm. you know, like I don't think, I mean, I'd be doubtful that on Instagram we've ever used the same exact like word for word caption ever before um, okay. in our tons of posts that we put up. So we try to be original and like just be fun and like playful and never take anything too seriously. I'm going to like dive right into this. I know that you want to keep it generalized and stuff, but it's super incredible to me. Does your vocabulary just have to be like expanded every week just because of the captions? Yeah, I think that like, well, you know, we, we keep it pretty simple, like as far as the words we're using, but de definitely the different ways that we can kind of like explain things. So like, mm. a, like we'll usually just never, we will rarely use the word like dunk. Like there's so many different words like that you can like, flip around and like describe players or be like a beast or an alien or like right. that someone's insane or sick or epic or dope. Like there's just so many different descriptive words that we can use. And um, yeah, I, I definitely think that I'm constantly thinking of less, like all the different words that we can use. So yeah, the vocab thing is crazy and it, it's not something that like I was super passionate about growing up like or mm. anything, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it just kind of happens over time. Do you guys ever do? And I like how you just plug the overtime right there without even knowing it. That was pretty nice. <laughs> um, do you guys ever do challenges with each other? Say, you know, uh, Tom, you can't use the in the captions all day today or something like that. We don't challenge each other like that. There's about, there's a few of us that are in a group chat and like, if we're ever stumped, we'll just put it in there. And honestly, the best captions come from when we rattle off like a hundred and it might start with like the craziest thing ever that there's no way in that we would ever post it, mm -hmm. but we'll like get real wild. And like, then as we temper it down, it comes out to like be something perfect. So it's, there's like a group chat of like four or five of us that will just kind of rattle off ideas if, if we're ever stumped. And that's kind of fun because it, it becomes competitive. Like who can come up with the best one? I'm going to throw it back a little bit, man. Uh, Iona college is where you attended college. What did that contribute to what you do now? Yeah, I, um, so I started out at Springfield College in Massachusetts playing basketball for the first year, and then I transferred to Iona to get into coaching. And for me, like, school was, like, something where I always knew, like, I wanted to get, get it done, but I was a really big, like, worker outside mm. of school. So I was always playing. I was always coaching. I always had different side jobs. Um, so for school, for me, I think the biggest thing it taught me was how to manage my time. So I was 
you know, during my junior and senior year of college, I was working at overtime basically like three or four times a week. I was also coaching an AAU basketball team. I was coaching high school football, high school basketball. So school was like a big focus so that I could get it done, but I wasn't really learning what I knew. You know, I didn't pick a major or something that was really going to help me in the long run with what I'm doing at overtime. So it was more so like figuring out how can I take what I'm learning with my degree, also manage my time to be able to do all these different things at once. Oh, um, yeah. So it, it was mostly like life lessons that I learned through it, less instead of like stuff that I use daily at work. Okay. So, and then they probably didn't have like a social media major just yet, right? <laughs> I don't think they had one just yet. I'm seeing that they're <laughs> popping up now at schools. Yeah, they really are. Um, your number one platform is Instagram. You reached a million followers in 2018. I got to know what that was like, number one. And the other thing is, were there any added perks to reaching a million? I would say hitting a million was like definitely one of the highest highs like at overtime because it was like a long time coming. I mean, I know we did it rather quickly, but like it still took, you know, a, a year and a half or two years to get there and like just all that work to pay off. And wow. you think about every single time you post and everything. So, this uh, like we were just super excited i remember like when we i had like a live counter on my phone and when we were finally hit it it was just like it was like a sigh of relief but also just so much excitement and like it was cool that the whole company could like really rejoice and celebrate it together um so that was amazing and like i'm just more anxious to hit two million now um <laughs> but but the best thing, I mean, no, there's nothing crazy happens when you hit a million, except that you start growing a little bit faster. So mm. when people see that million follower, like you're more likely to gain followers. So we've increased how many followers we're gaining per day after, ever since hitting a million. And um, I think my favorite part was like, we had this video prepared to share when we hit a million and it was a way for us to kind of connect with our fans and stuff. And it mm. was basically like a thank you video to our fans of all the great moments from zero followers to a million. Oh, yeah. um, and sharing that and like seeing all the, all the positive feedback we got from like our followers and from other athletes um, and, and even other social media pages that, that we, you know, are in the same space as was really cool to see. Um, so that was probably the best part. When you gain followers, like you just said, you guys gain followers at a little bit faster of a rate than you did before making a million. Is it rude for me to ask you how much that might be? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Um, it fluctuates for sure. Um, we actually have a live counter like right next to my desk where it's like every hour it updates how many followers we have. So I'm constantly looking at it. Is it like an alarm um, clock looking thing or what is it like? Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. It's like it's like 12 digits long or whatever and it just like keeps calcul like adding how many followers it is. Um, before a million, we were at around 3,000 followers a day and now Ooh. it's closer to like the four to 5,000 followers a day. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. I mean, they're, I mean, we've had days where it's close to 20 and 20,000 followers in one day. Um, mm. You go back to like Lamelo Ball's first game in Lithuania or like his first high, uh, first game back at Spire in high school. Um, those were days where our content just got shared amongst every plat, like everyone. And that those are days yeah. where we can grow close to like 20,000 followers. Wow. So on average, you guys have as many followers as I have just add you. I mean, that's insane. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Dude, 720,000 plus subscribers on YouTube. Um, that averages about a million views per video. What is your role in that? Yeah. So, I mean, our YouTube is, is insane. And like, even though we have less followers and Instagram, I think some people would argue it's even like more impressive just because it's a little mm. bit harder to grow on YouTube and it takes a little bit more work. Sure. Um, my role in that is um, myself and, and a guy I work with, Sam, um, overtime Sam, 
shameless plug um <laughs> we are we're like kind of behind um all the captions all the descriptions all the titles scheduling like when it's going to come out um along with our guy spencer um we're kind of always thinking about how like when should we be posting this because we post around once a day sometimes twice a day when should it be posted you know what is this title like it, it's way different captioning youtube videos than instagram videos mm-hmm. it's a little bit more clickbaity it's a little bit longer um we're, we're trying to really get like the most important things and, and youtube's algorithm is just a little bit different so we're thinking about that stuff different tags you know different playlist stuff and then also that's kind of on our longer stuff and then we also have a lot of videos that we actually edit in real time you know if, mm-hmm. if a top player has a game we might edit together their highlights real quick and that could be me editing it that could be a couple other guys editing it and the goal with that is to be as fast as humanly possible sure and to get it out so the second the game ends we're publishing a video and we've managed to get a lot of our growth through doing that from just being faster than everyone and, and just really being on top of the big moments and owning those moments. So you become kind of like a news plug at some point every now and again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially with like high school games, you know, there's not one, like they can't get it on TV. So like we kind of control the news on when it comes out if we're, you know, the main publisher. Mm, okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. And that makes a lot of sense. I want to know what kind of equipment you use as you know head of social media obviously your phone has a big part of it do you have a separate separate phone just for overtime no people always ask me that like at this point i mean and uh, the whole time like this is like my life like i don't need i don't want to turn it off like i don't need a second phone so like Mm. i have one phone it gets a million texts a day and um i have a huge battery pack with me at all times um that is like always charged to the full um, mm-hmm. and I'll basically always have my backpack with me with a laptop in it. Um, but my phone is, is really like what I'm using a lot of the time and just getting as much as possible, communicating with all, with, you know, all the different team members. What phone are you rocking with? I just got the X right now. Okay. Um, I know that there's the XR out there, so may, might have to upgrade soon. Yeah, <laughs> for <XR>. sure. <laughs> um, what makes overtime so relatable for its followers? I think that like the the reason why we've been able to build such a good community and, and get a lot of kids involved is that, you know, a lot of us who work there are, are of that, that age. Like, mm. you know, when I first started running our Instagram, I was 20 years old or 21 years old and I was working with a ton of high school athletes and stuff. And that's kind of carried along with a lot of people that we work with and hire. And then some of the guys that are even older than that, like they're just into that stuff anyway. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ability to feel that community and feel like you're talking to someone your age and to also be able to look at people your age, right? Like we're showing them for the most part and um, a lot of high school athletes and they can relate to them. You know, we yeah. show them Mac McClung sitting in math class and then they're like, Oh my God, I'm in math class. Right yeah. Now. Like that's so relatable for them. And a lot mm. of bigger companies, like they kind of just started too early. You know, we got to start and think how could a sports media company, you know, start for today's generation. Like, what would that look like? Like if ESPN mm-hmm. started today, what would that look like for them? And that's kind of what we're building. Um, so just the ability to connect with them and and we're just, we're, we're good about communicating with them. So when they comment on our Instagram posts, a lot of times we respond back. We, you know, a lot of the kids, a lot of our followers follow our own personal accounts. Like mm-hmm. we, we just, we have a connection to them and it's really nonstop for us. So building that community is probably like the biggest differentiator for us. Yeah. And you guys take a lot of, of maybe not advice, but a lot of influence from the people that follow you. And I mean, you guys have merchandise that's really simple, but really cool. And people are all about it. You know, do you have any hand in merchandise or design anything like that? 
not really. I mean, I, I like to always like try the shirts on before that we give them to anyone because okay. like I'm very particular. But um, for the most part, you know, a big goal of ours for for the rest of 2019 is to really get our merch out there. I think that um, we uh, not enough of our community even knows it exists. Um, but we have awesome stuff that's super comfortable. So you'll see a lot more of that on social media in, mm-hmm. in the next few months. Okay. Where we'll be, you know, I think something that. The, the way our merch is known for now is a lot of the players wear it. So, you know, you'll see a picture of a top kid wearing our merch in, in their Instagram. And that's how a lot of kids see it, but they don't know that they can also get that. They think they have to be like a special player in order oh. to get that. But the fact is anyone can have it. So um, you'll see a big push with that. And we're also releasing a ton of new stuff that will kind of step away from the simplicity of like just an, Oh, there's a lot of like really cool designs and slogans we have coming out soon. So mm. that's all awesome. I, I, we have a sick design team. So I, I'm not too involved with it. All right. So if you're listening, go and check that out. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Shop.overtime.tv. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you've been to some super cool events. You re- Just recently you went to the NBA All-Star Game. I mean, you've been to a lot of cool things. Uh, what is the coolest thing you've been to? Yeah. I actually I actually didn't get to go to the All-Star Game. The whole team oh, was Oh, you didn't? There. Oh, my bad. I stayed back in New, in New York publishing. No, no, that's not. You were working. I'll, I'll... You didn't get to have the fun. Yeah. <laughs> That actually tends to happen a lot. A lot of our guys are traveling to events. And for me, like since I'm publishing a lot of the content, it's really important for me to have service and important for me to kind of be home base for them to be mm. able to help them while they're on the road kind of running around. Um, so I, that tends to happen a lot. But I'd say probably the coolest thing that I went to last year, I got, I got a good opportunity to go to a lot of the, you know, I've been publishing, like posting these kids for a while. Mm-hmm. And then to then go see them in person is really cool. Some of the coolest events were definitely Lamelo Ball versus Zion Williamson in Vegas two years ago. Yes. That was insane. That was that was more intense than any high school, any college, any NBA game I'd ever been to. That's um, awesome. Our, our our co-founder Zach, he went to the Super Bowl and all NBA All Star Weekend this past year, and he was like, "These places do not even compare to how crazy that gym was that day. Like, it it's like not even close. Can't even um, imagine." So that was cool. And then I also went to uh, Zion Williamson's last high school game last year, state championship down in South Carolina. Um, and just to see how crazy it was. I know he's like so famous now, but in the high school level to see how huge he was and kids literally losing their mind, dying for him to even sign their forehead. Golly. Insane. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so it was cool to see that and like just see like kind of something that like we helped build in a sense where it's like these fans care so much about what these high school kids are up to. Sure. I know that you're on a big platform. You're in front of the camera. Sometimes, um, a lot of times with some interviews and things like that, you get to be out there. Uh, what has been the most embarrassing moment you've had maybe around somebody (laughs) that has influenced you or maybe just in front of a camera? What's been that one thing you remember? (laughs) That's a good question. I, um, for me, I mean, like you said, I'm kind of like, as far as being on camera, I'm usually like the backup option basically. So like we got a few other guys who are on camera, like that's their main thing. And it's like, Oh, this, all these guys are traveling. Like Tom step in. Um, so yeah. like a lot of times I have like no notice or like no practice really. And I might do one thing and then three months later do another thing. So I'm, I'm usually embarrassed the whole time. Like, oh, I, I don't know if it's going general. well. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's going well. I don't know if it's going terribly. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so it's kind of embarrassing the whole time, but um, I mean, I the there's probably not one direct moment. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite skit or video that you've taken part in? Ooh, that's a great question. As far as overtime goes, 
I mean, I had the most fun for myself. I went to Geneva, Ohio to link up with Rob Bob, Robert Bobrovsky. He's mm. like a seven foot seven player. Golly. And then I also hung out with, uh, it was like the same day that LaMelo joined Spa, went back to high school. So I spent some time there. That was the most fun trip for me because like, I'm just a huge fan of all the players who were there and I got to hang out with them and make, make a big splash. Um, that was the most fun for me. Probably my favorite video that we ever released um, came out the other day, actually, um, about a week ago, we released a video on the first autistic athlete to receive a division one scholarship. Um, okay. That's like, awesome. Yeah. And to be able to, those are my favorite videos over time. We have a series called different where we kind of find players who they're not the star athlete usually, or they're not the kid that you're reading about or seeing on our Instagram all the time, but they might have mm -hmm. a really cool story, whether it be a Tony Harris, who's like the first female and a uh, female football player who's trying to play in the nfl or this kid who i was mentioning before who's the first autistic basketball player to get a d1 scholarship like to be able to tell those stories and see just how well they do first of all like they blow up on on social media but also just yeah. to be able to tell like stories that no one else kind of hears those are always my favorite videos that we get to put out because it's so different and um it just gives a new person a platform that i really love Dang, that, yeah, that's that's cool. And it's meaning, meaningful because I was actually going to ask you how overtime gives back. And I think that kind of answers my question. I mean, you guys shed spotlight in some areas that maybe don't get enough attention sometimes, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that like our main goal is to like tell a story of everyone who has a cool story and really just get it out there. And every all these athletes recovering have such great stories. So one by one, kind of like giving them that platform to be able to tell it. Mm -hmm. Um is really important and just like spotlight as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and as far as giving back and stuff, it's like our whole thing is we're trying to be as positive and, and helpful for like all these kids and give them a place where they can feel like they're getting like an escape in a positive way where they can really just see like all the things that they want to see as far as the sports world and more. Yeah. Um, and really directly in New York city, you know, that's kind of where we started um, covering all these like different street ball games at all these different parks in New York city, we try to keep going to those and, and give back as much as possible. And we're getting to a point now where hopefully we'll be able to host some events in different communities where it'll be a really good event for all the people there where people can get involved and, yeah. and, and really help out. Yeah. That'll be sweet. That'll be sweet. I'll be on the lookout for that also. Um, Definitely. you can actually ball. And I know you said you played college ball, but you know, sometimes <laughs> I think it gets distorted by, what, what you're doing now, you know, you're covering basketball players. Some people might not think you can ball. You can dunk. That is pretty <laughs> I'm right sweet. There. I'm a little short, but I'm a, Oh, you can't. I, 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 no, I can, I can, I've done it before. Yeah. I'm right there. There you go. Um, it, it's a good time. To be honest, I have people in my office who are literally some of the best basketball players I've ever seen and mm. are so athletic. It's like every day we hire someone that's just like can dunk between the legs. It seems Golly. like, it's getting to the point now where I don't even know if I can play with them anymore. They're just so good. <laughs> I mean, I can hold my own always. Um, of course. But yeah, it's fun to play with. It's fun to work with such competitive and athletic people. Do you think that influences the fact that you can now get up? I mean, you like <laughs> no, have I kinda to. I always had that. Okay. I kind of always had that, but I think it's influenced some other people for sure. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, actually, this is the time that we wanted to take for rapid fire. Um, basically I'm going to rattle off some questions at you, personal questions that you already know. Um, are you ready for this? Let's get it. Let's do it. Favorite food. Ooh, Italian ice cream flavor. Rocky road shoe brand. 
Nike. Best concert you've ever been to? Eminem and Rihanna. Nice. Uh, favorite <laughs> song right now? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Welcome to the Rodeo by Lil Skies. All right. School subject? <laughs> um, English. Favorite city away from home? Uh, Old Saber, Connecticut. It's a small town out there in Connecticut where my grandpa lived. Okay, awesome. Uh, soft drink? I, I basically only drink water. <laughs> okay. Musical artist? Uh, NF. He's a, a small rapper. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, sporting event to watch? Favorite sporting event to watch? NBA Finals. Restaurant? Ooh, favorite restaurant. Uh, this place Cameron's back from where back from my hometown. Favorite video game ever? Oh, this is easy. NCAA football 2005 on, on PlayStation. That is a perfect answer. I just got to let you know. <laughs> uh, favorite hobby? Uh, working out. Item that you own. Favorite item you own? My phone. Favorite sports movie? Uh, favorite sports movie is the documentary Through the Fire on Sebastian Telfair. Okay. Uh, sport? Basketball. And where to follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Overtime Tom. That's probably the, the best place. But you can also follow Overtime. I'm, it's Heck the yeah. same thing for me. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, last question that I have for you, and that was the the conclusion of Rapid Fire. Thank you for playing. Um, yeah, I love any, that. Any advice that you would give to someone maybe trying to grow their social media brand or their company in general? Yeah, I would say, like, you know, for social media, like, it's really, really important to stay authentic. And like really just like find what your kind of lane is and what you're going to be consistent with and, and stay with that. Like for overtime, it was like, we're going to post this many times a day at this time and this type of content. And we tried some new stuff and we still do, but it was like people knew what to expect and when to expect it. And we were just always there and always consistent. And I think probably that goes with that is like the voice, um, especially when you're running like a sports type of place. You know, yeah. what is your voice? Cause that's going to affect your audience. Like our audience understands like, okay, this is where I go. Like they're going to talk my language. If you're talking like, and I think that's the cool part about me kind of being able to run the account is it stays consistent. Cause it's like the same type of people are consistently the ones publishing. Yeah. Um, so for that, I would say that, but for your personal brand, I think it's just important to put yourself out there and, and, and really just keep going with it. Like you're going to try a million different things and fail. And then one thing that you probably didn't expect is going to be the thing that helps you blow up or go a little viral or something mm. and it's important to hustle to like do that like reach out to other people see if other companies with bigger followings will repost you um see if you can get shout outs from other guys from other um from larger accounts um sure. that's really really important and then for a company you know it, it really starts with like the foundation like wh how do you want that company to be what kind of people are you hiring who is like in your leadership roles because that's going to set like the identity of the company going forward. So it's really important that you have those type of people be strong, good people to start. Awesome. That's great advice. Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. And uh, I wish overtime the very best. And I can't wait to see two mil on your account. Yeah. Soon, soon, soon. I really appreciate it, Trey. And uh, thank you guys a lot. Really appreciate it. Hey guys, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe.